Welcome, everybody, to our first Leg Up podcast of the 2023 session. Really, it's the first Leg Up podcast we've ever done. It is Leg Up. We call it Leg Up because, of, as you know, I send out a legislative roundup email every Friday, and we shorten it up to uh, Leg Up. So welcome to the Leg Up podcast. We'll start every session or every Leg Up podcast with a quick rundown of what's happened at the Capitol in the past week and kind of what we see happening in the next week. Then we'll go into an interview with a representative or senator. This week will be Senator Scott Flippo. And then we'll wrap it up with a roundtable discussion with Jack Critcher, Blake Gary, and myself. So let's get started with what happened this past week at the legislative session. First of all, let's talk about a bill that has not yet been filed, but we expect to be filed very quickly. That is the online publications bill. It's now been formalized by the Bureau of Legislative Research, thanks in large part to Blake Gary and our sisters and brothers over at the County Association. This bill, as you know, would give cities and towns the option to publish ordinances and financial statements online rather than having to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on publications of those same items in the newspapers. We know that this is going to be a huge uh, benefit for the cities and towns of Arkansas and the counties, of course, as well. And uh, make sure that you know, I want to make sure that you know that this does not mean that you have to publish online. You certainly can keep publishing in your, in your local newspaper if you if you uh, deem that's, that, 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 that that's the best way to publish your ordinances. We're very excited about this and very optimistic that the bill will pass, but we're going to need your help. Uh, Blake and Jack and I, along with the County Association, have been talking with legislators all week to find additional sponsors for the bill. The more sponsors that we have on the bill, the more likely we are to have it passed. So we ask that you reach out to your representatives or senators and let them know that you are interested and you are for uh, giving cities and towns the option to publish online. That is That is the now. That is the way that people get information now. So encourage your senators and representatives to sign up to give you the option to publish your uh, ordinances and financial statements online. Up next is House Bill 1137. This is the Vegetation Disposal Burning Bill. This one is probably my favorite bill of the session so far, at least, because of the way way it came about. And it came about as an idea from a couple of mayors. And then they talked to Representative Fran Kavanaugh up in Northeast Arkansas, who then reached out to us to draft a bill, and Lanny drafted a bill. We talked about it at the Winter Conference, and just two weeks later, we have a bill that is on the governor's desk for signature. So this is a great example of how reaching out to your legislators with an issue and having that legislator reach out to us to draft the bill, and then we all go up there together at the Capitol to get the bill passed. It shows how well that works. Up next is House Bill 1302. This is the, I call it the Mental Health for First Responders Bill. House Bill 1302 would mandate mental health visits for first responders following a traumatic event. As you know, we are against unfunded mandates, so we oppose the bill as written. And I'll emphasize as written because this bill will more than likely change as we continue our discussions with the sponsor of House Bill 1302, Representative Carlton Wing. And we will continue to talk and we'll try to work on this very important issue together. Representative Wing has been phenomenal in talking with us. He's very eager and interested in hearing our ideas about how we can make all this work. Again, we have concerns with any kind of any type of mandate, especially mandating mental health services uh, without any funding because we're not sure that this is the best way to get these services out to those who need it. We are huge supporters of finding avenues to get those needing help, the help they need, but we don't think the bill in its current form is the best way to make sure that happens. So again, we oppose this version of the bill, but it is a conversation starter. Representative Wing had to file the bill because of a deadline here up at the Capitol. And we are eager to keep continue working with him and finding common ground on this issue. So uh, please keep this in mind and uh, keep your ears open for any updates. 
Up next is House Bill 1024. This is a, we call this the Entertainment District. Very close to getting this one passed. It passed off the House floor last week, 87 to 6, but it ran into a snag on the Senate side. As you may remember, House Bill 1024 would allow municipalities that do not have an AMP commission or an AMP tax to establish an, entertain, an entertainment district. Right now, if you want to have an entertainment district, you must have an AMP tax associated with that entertainment district. This bill would simply say, city or town, you do not have to have an additional AMP tax to have an entertainment district. We are supportive of this bill. And uh, unfortunately, though, it failed in committee four to four. You need five votes out of eight to pass a bill out of committee on the Senate side. So we're, we're working uh, on finding that additional vote, hopefully two votes, to get this out of committee. And then we'll let you know how that turns out next week. And then we'll need your help getting it off the Senate floor and onto the governor's desk. Finally, I'll talk about Senate Bill 121. This is, I call it the retroactivity for, for the Monuments Bill bill. Senate Bill 121 is a significant amendment to an act uh, that was passed last session, Act 1003 of 2021, which created a, a, way, a, a method by which cities and towns would be prohibited from removing monuments, historical monuments. Now, the definition of historical monument is very, very broad, which has caused us a lot of concern both before the bill was passed and now after it was passed. But Senate Bill 121 would amend that act, 1003, in two main ways. First, it allows a citizen to retroactively challenge the movement of any historical monument, which means if a historical monument was moved 5, 10, 15 years ago, then the city or town could be sued to force the city or town to move that monument back to its original original location, even though I presume the original location is no longer suitable for any monument at all. Second, this bill allows plaintiffs to receive attorney's fees for suing a city or town under this section. In other words, it would penalize a city uh, for taking an action that occurred in the past, even though that action was not against the law in the past. So we're keeping a close eye on that one as well. We'll keep it a close eye on, a close eye on everything that goes through the, the House and Senate, of course, and we'll let you know every possible way we can to let you know what's happening up here in the Capitol. Well, that is a quick roundup of what happened this past week and what we expect to happen in the weeks to come. Now I'm excited to share with you another another part of our podcast, which is an interview with a senator or representative. This week, it's going to be Senator Scott Flippo, and we were on the Senate floor, in fact, with this interview just yesterday. He's going to talk a little bit about his district, uh, the importance of the league and the cities and towns to the legislative process, and a little bit about, a little bit about publications. And I'll, I'll note, by the way, on what I said earlier about the publications bill, Senator Scott Flippo is the lead Senate sponsor on that bill. So you want to make sure to listen to his ideas on why publication, online publication is so important to cities and towns. All right, everyone, I'm here with Senator Scott Flippo on the Senate floor. Uh, talk a little bit about legislation, but uh, before we get started, Senator Flippo, you mind introducing yourself and tell us your district and sure. cities and towns that are in your area. Uh, Senator Scott Flippo, I've got District 23, and so that comprises, you know, the eastern part of Boone, all of Marion, Baxter, and about 95% of Fulton and Ezra counties. What cities and towns do you have in your district? So I've got, you know, Mountain Home, Yellville, Bergman, Valley Springs, Calico Rock, Melbourne, I think I already said Melbourne, um, all the way over to almost to Ash Flat, but not quite. So we've known each other for quite a while. Um, we work well together. Uh, we always appreciate you listening to everything we're, we're trying to do up here. Local control, of course, is important to us. Kind of how is your feeling, or t- tell us your feeling on how cities and towns can work with the le- best work with the legislature. 
Well, listen, I think that the cities and towns and municipal league in general have a much longer history of working together with the legislature than even I do. And so as we all appreciate that we represent our own branches of government. And so as a conservative, I do believe that local control is the best control. And John, you and I have, you know, I've served on the public health, com or excuse me, the city county uh, local committee for the past eight years. And so you and I have worked, you know, together on a number of different issues. And we know that there's sometimes there's going to be points of disagreement, but that shouldn't prevent us from working together and finding those points of dis the points of agreement and sometimes that we can you know we can make adjustments and accommodations to you know an effort of the greater good to get something done for the people that we represent because when the day ends you know the people that I serve are the same people that the municipal league serves and those are the citizens of the state of Arkansas. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I tell you, Senator, there's some lessons you've taught me over the years that I've, I've, I use to this day. In fact, I used one earlier this week. Uh, um, so I appreciate all, everything that you've done to teach me uh, how to be better up here and work with legislators. You've been a great teacher as well. You are now the chair of City County Local. Um, what's that been like so far? You know, thus far it's been pretty good. Um, about what I expected, honestly. And I think I've had the good fortune of having served on the City County Local Committee for the past eight years. So I had a good baseline of knowing what to expect. But we've got some great members on the committee with Senator Rice, Senator Petty, and others. And so I'm very excited to work with these members. You know, some of them, are, several of them have, have served on the committee in the past, like Senator Rice has been on there for the last eight years. And then some, like Senator Petty, are brand new. And so, but I think we all have our different backgrounds and our different experiences that we bring to the table. And so that's exciting to be able to work with these members and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Now, overall in the session, I know we've, we've heard from the governor and Senator Hester and everybody else talk about you know, education, criminal justice reform and income tax. Obviously that's gonna be a big part sure. of the session. Um, anything you see on the horizon that cities and towns would be interested in? You know what? I think those conversations are taking place right now. And I think the important thing is, is that when there's things that are going to be involving our our cities and towns, that the municipal, municipal league be brought in on those conversations on the front end and not on the back end. As you will know, it's a lot easier to address problems and concerns when you're doing it on the front end and not the back end. There's always going to be some points of disagreement on some things along the way. However, the important thing is that we all recognize that we're serving the same people. And I think as long as we keep that in mind, we're going to get some great things done for our people. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. One thing that we've been talking about for a while now is publications, yes. online publications. Yes. That's a big thing for our cities and towns. I know the counties are, are there, too. Uh, you have um, agreed to, to sponsor this piece of legislation. Correct. We feel good about it. We know this is going to be a beneficial, uh, something beneficial for the cities and towns. We think it's more transparent, in fact, to go online or have the option to go online. What are your thoughts on uh, how this might work out? Couldn't agree with you more there, John. As a matter of fact, I, I you know, have co-sponsored or sponsored this legislation in previous General Assemblies and not being able to get it done. And I am very optimistic that with the current makeup um, that we're going to be able to get it done this time. And I think the reason of why it's important is the way that people consume the news is changing. And, you know, what this doesn't do is it doesn't mandate that cities or counties, you know, you know, you know, advertise or public notices on their on their city or county website. Um, it gives them the option. And at this point in time, we have to be, you know, a good steward of all of our tax dollars. And um, I don't think that it's any, 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 any false narrative to say that what's taking place right now with the public notices is that it is just life support for, the, for, for newspapers. They don't want to lose the revenue stream that goes with these public notices. However, that is not a good enough reason to make the cities and counties beholden to that, you know, to, to that notification process. And I think that we can do it better and that we can do it in a way that is going to save the taxpayers money because this is not going to go from newspapers to another third party private sector entity that's just not a matter of saving the taxpayers money. It's just going to take it from newspapers and steer the money to other entity B. 
This is going to leave it with the cities and counties, their websites, or the Municipal League or the Association of Counties. So they're not going to be paying for that. And so that's money that frees up to address the needs of the citizens at the local level, whether that be in town or in the county. And we all know that cities and counties are, for the most part, not flush with cash, John. They need every dollar they can get. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more on that point either. Real quick, back to cities and, cities and towns in the legislature. One thing we preach and one thing we, we emphasize with our mayors, our city council members, is build these relationships with legislators, both during and, more importantly, perhaps after the session. A little insight as to, you know, what, what do you like to see when you're working with your mayors or local government in general? Yeah, I'll tell you what. One of the things that I always tell my, my, my mayors is when I'm in session, it's like drinking up a fire hydrant. And so sometimes there might be something the Municipal League is working on that maybe it's important to 13 counties, but not all 75 counties. So I'll tell my mayors, please don't send me that text or an email for something that, you know, the Municipal League's working on that doesn't really affect you in Lakeview, Mayor Bailey in Lakeview. Save that for when it's something that's going to be important for Lakeview or the citizens of Lakeview, because I'm generally aware of the, the priorities for the Municipal League. But I'm, my responsibility is for my people back home. And if there's something that's going to be of great importance to the city of Lakeview or the city of Mountain Home or Bergman or anywhere else, then I want to make sure that I'm visiting with my local mayors. And I think that the important part of, any, you know, of anything in life, whether that's in your professional or political or private life, is the importance of relationships and building good relationships. And that's incumbent upon elected officials, regardless of what, what office you serve in, whether that's state senate or mayor or county judge or sheriff or, or, or city council member. We have got to work together, and we can't work together if we're not communicating. So I've got my cell phone number on, my, on the Senate website and all my business cards. Um, most of my mayors have known me. I've got my cell phone number. And it, it's just building relationships and opening up communication lines. I think the more you talk to somebody, the more comfortable you are with that person, the more likely you are to reach out. Right. And I'm fortunate to have some mayors that don't mind bending my ear and let me know what their true thoughts are, which I always do appreciate. Well, we like to think of ourselves as partners in government, sure. state, local, us with the counties, feds to whatever degree we can work with them, especially at this level, state and local government, we really think of it as a partnership. And I, I know you agree with that, right? Well, it should be. I mean, you know, none of us can do what we do on our own. It takes both parts working together. And so I'm looking forward to making sure that we continue that tradition during my tenure as chair of City County Local Committee. We appreciate that, sir. And, and like you said, we are in this together and we're working for the citizens of Arkansas first and foremost. So, Senator, I want to thank you for your time uh, and thank you for hosting me here at the Senate floor. And um, I'm sure our folks are going to get a big kick out of this. And thank you very much. Pleasure. Looking forward to working with you, John. Thank you. Another thank you to Senator Scott Flippo for that great interview on the Senate floor the other day. Um, I'm here now for our roundtable discussion with Jack Critcher, Blake Gary, and of course myself. We're going to talk about a little bit more detail about what's going on at the, at the session a little bit more context, a little bit more of the nitty-gritty. Uh, Jack, I'll start with you. Uh, we've all, we're off to a great start in the session, I think. We're three weeks in, and we don't know how many more to go. But it's been a great start so far. I think you've been doing this longer than me. What are your thoughts so far on how this has started? Yeah, you know, I think that this session, it has been a great start. They've jumped out of the gate quickly. Normally, at this point in the session, a handful of bills have been filed, or, or not necessarily filed, but action taken on them. And at, at this point, normally what's been accomplished this session, you're not there until about six weeks into the session, so they are ahead of the game. But I would echo what you said about Senator Flippo's interview. That was great. And also on the vegetation bill, I, I, 
have to mention again, uh, remind the folks, uh, Blake Johnson and Fran Cavanaugh, man, what warriors they were on that. And on the entertainment district bill, it, it, we have to remember it got 87 votes in the House. And as you mentioned, it was 4-4, so I feel real good about that, optimistic about that bill. And the last thing I'll say, John, is on the class of not only senators but representatives too, the new ones, you know, they're a third brand new, and the quality of those 33% or so that are that are in there are really impressive. So there's a there's a good group over there. Right. I think uh, I, I've learned this session especially that the, the the folks that have been there before know us, respect us, look look to us for, for help. Um, they're clear when they we disagree on things and we're clear with them. And, and the new class has been very receptive to, to listening to us and working with us. So I, I've appreciated that very much. But I want to go back I want to go back to the vegetation bill. And Blake, I know you went up to Northeast Arkansas recently to the Northeast Arkansas Mayor's Caucus, which was a huge part of getting the vegetation bill passed unanimously, unanimously, I'll add again. Um, tell us about the impact that you saw from that group on this type of bill or this bill in particular. Uh, John, I think it's something we've been preaching all along through since you took over general counsel and started the legislative session and, you know, kind of building that confidence with our membership on how important their voice is, how important they are to the process itself, how important those relationships are with their local legislators. And that Northeast Arkansas Mayor's Caucus they've put together, you're talking 20 plus mayors that represent or across 19 counties up there. They've got a very, very, very strong voice. And that comes from, uh, I'd say, leadership from some of the folks on uh, some of the mayors on that caucus that have been there for a while. Uh, shout out to Mayor Snap for that one. Mm-hmm. But the relationships he has built with Representative Kavanaugh, for example, and others, and leading by that example there and showing the new mayors that have come in, new Mayor Truman, for example, um, just kind of how important that is, I think they are a force to be reckoned with, right. Northeast Arkansas. I think it's safe to say that when Blake went up there, he lit a fire under yeah. that that coalition, and that, <laughs> that was really helpful in the burn ban. Yeah, they already had that fire lit. I mean, that was, John, I think you'd agree, they did, what, 80% of the work on that? Yeah. We helped put the words together, yeah. but other than that, that was... You know, it's funny that it was Mayor A.G. and Mayor, Hob- Mayor Hobbs uh, from Paragold and Wynn, respectively, mm-hmm. I never even thought about this. I knew nothing about the idea that cities and towns couldn't burn their own yard waste without getting a permit, I believe, through through ADEQ. And we were up here for an executive committee, and Mayor A.G. and Mayor Hobbs took me aside and said, hey, we've been talking to Representative Kavanaugh about this thing, this need to change the law. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it catches fire. Pardon the pun, it's a yard waste burning bill. Um, but it catches fire. Um, Blake, you're up there fanning the flames as well. Northeast Arkansas mayors are working at it. And just to watch that build itself just really organically into something was just really fun to watch. You know, I, I have to, of course, that's my, where I come from, Northeast Arkansas. But but if you look at the delegation, uh, we've mentioned Representative Kavanaugh, Senator Blake Johnson, Dwight Tosh, Dave Wallace, and the list goes on and on. I mean, Jack Lademan, the former mayor, they have a really stout delegation up there. They're they're really lucky to to. I mean, there are others too. I I, I didn't name all of them, but it's great great delegation. Yeah, I agree. So, Jack, back to something Senator Flippo said in, the, in that interview a bit ago about how 
uh, when, I'm, when I was asking him about how mayors and local officials work with the legislators, he made a point that issues that are important to his district are important to him. And you've been preaching this forever, too, that it's that's the key is focusing on things that affect the district of the senator from district members, right, from mayors yeah, inside the district. Absolutely. So, you know, they're bombarded with with literally probably today thousands of emails in a two or three day period. You can't you can't. Uh, answer them but so what you do as a legislator you look if if the person contacting you and by the way we can't say often enough text get their cell phone and text them because they don't have time to filter through the emails but you look at that who's contacting you if they are not in your district boom you, i mean you set them aside you because you don't have t- it's not because you you know you're not interested you just don't have time that's someone else's responsibility so Make sure that you contact your legislator and get there. We've talked about this. Get Senator Flippo said it's all about relationships. So develop the relationship with them and get their have their cell phone. Text them. Right. And as you were talking about the the session, how it's already gotten going at a, at a really good pace. You know, we have four of our bills, four of our league bills already filed. One of which has already passed all the way through. It's on the governor's desk. One is already passed the House and is going into the Senate next week. Um, so we're off to we're off to a really great start. And and Blake, the fifth bill that we expect to be filed next week is the publication bill. So can you tell us? I know I've already talked about it. Senator Flippo sort of talked about it, but you have been really really leading the charge from the league's perspective on this, drafting the language, talking to legislators, talking to the counties. Kind of fill us in on how you expect this to go and what what we all can do to help you get this done. I hate to repeat what a a lot of people have heard from me before. So, you know, a big thing is throughout this process, we, we all know the issue about the why online, online publication is important. So now it's how do we get it across the finish line? How do we make it a reality? We've been drafting this bill for a long time. And I'll say uh, I think we did a pretty good job at drafting it on the front end because we got the – draft from BLR just 48 hours after we sent it to them. So quick turnaround on that. And at this point in time, the big thing is to either A, start talking to your legislators about this, that this bill is coming, it will be filed any time now, or start game planning yourself. How do you want to talk? When do you want to talk? What do you want to talk to them about? Do you want to hit the publication, specifically the bill, or do you want to go even further and ask them to sponsor Put their name on the bill. Um, now, a lot of people, I believe, will be hesitant to put their name on the bill as a co-sponsor. They may still vote for it, but hesitant to put their name on it. So I'd say right now, and we're hesitant to be passing the bill out because it hasn't been filed, right? We all have the draft internally. We hate to kind of push it out because there may be some minor tweaks that need to be made. Um so I would just say I believe everybody knows what the bill is doing and the intent of the bill. And I think y'all are informed enough to talk to your legislators about what is trying to be accomplished. And so I'd say that's probably the best route right now. John, I think it's worth reminding, and, you know, publications, Blake's been working on that not for a few days or a few weeks, but for months mm-hmm. and months. And you talked about our four bills, how far along they are. It's not like we started working on that 
the first day of the session. I mean, this has been going on for months, you know, and and I give you credit for that because you wanted to make sure that we got a head start. So last summer we started working on these things, and I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, our our legislative efforts are almost always happening in some way or another, whether it's, you know, you or I driving to places to present awards or just talking to legislators about issues that affect the city or town at that particular time. So, yeah, it's a constant relationship building. All right, everybody, that does it for our first inaugural Leg Up podcast. Again, it's Friday, January 27th. We hope you enjoyed our new format. Again, a huge thank you to Ben Klein for all he does to help us get this message out in all the ways possible. Ben, you're amazing, and I hope everybody appreciates all that you do for us because I know we certainly do. All right, everybody, wish us luck out there, and uh, good luck to you as you talk to your senators and representatives. And if we can do anything to help you, please let us know. Thanks, everybody.